No Dunks is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. Guys, every year I say this to myself, this is the season I'm going to get into the NFL. (laughs) Especially now that I live in a city that has a team. On the GameTime app right now, Falcons tickets are as low as $26, and they could still go lower. I have no excuse, except that I'm stuck in Canada. But mark my words, when I get back to Atlanta, I will be purchasing Atlanta Falcons tickets with my Game Time app because this is the year I'm getting into football. It's a good time to get in, right? <laughs> totally. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store now and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. So today is actually a really exciting day. It marks one month, but yeah, so one month, and you know, it's been an amazing month. And welcome to the No Dunks One Month In Podcast, the show where we're going to look back and take stock of the young 2019-20 regular season and discuss and debate some NBA award frontrunners, surprises, disappointments, predictions we want back, and so much more. I'm J.E. Skeets here in Atlanta with Tass, Trey, and Lee, and joining us up in Canada, making the magic happen, J.D. What's up, guys? What's up, J.D.? Guys, we're going to tackle this sort of recap across three different categories. One, awards. Two, teams. And three, the frivolities. Love a frivolity. Yes. Not that serious. The frivolities. Usually we're super serious on these podcasts, so it's good to hear we're going to be having some fun. That's right, but we're going to start with awards. Um, and we're not going to do all of them, but we'll do three or four here in the first one. Let's start with the, the granddaddy of them all, the MVP. Guys, one month in, who is your most valuable player? LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> nice manual drop, Lee. Uh, I think LeBron has been the best player on the best team so far into this season. And his numbers are great, but the Lakers are winning. They've got the second best defense in the league. He has been the catalyst to all this. Anthony Davis has been great. They've been getting some great uh, support from all the players. Everyone who's played for the Lakers has contributed in some way. But I think LeBron coming into this season, uh, especially for me, the way he ended last season, I was a little concerned that maybe he was just, the age was starting to show, was becoming a factor. But clearly that's not the case. He looks re-energized. He looks motivated. And the results on the floor are clearly reflecting when someone like LeBron leads the way, everyone else follows and, and, and the Lakers win games. I mean, they've only lost... Uh, two games yeah. to, to the Clippers and then a surprise loss to the Raptors when they, when they had a big lead. So I think overall LeBron has, has certainly reasserted himself as the best player in the league one month in. And I would like to stress, this is not who we're going, that we think is going to win the award, you know, come I- April, May, and June. This is right now. This is what Lee's doing. He's looking at that, you know, four and a half weeks of the NBA regular season so far. And you've got the king at the top of your list. I think I have LeBron... Third or fourth on my MVP Whoa. ranking. So this is, I'm, well, a, I'm a little shy. I'm, I'm joining Lee. I'm doing it. I know it might be cute. You might think, well, James Harden's putting up that PPG we haven't seen since WC way Don't back. Don't look at my notes, man. Don't look at my notes. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand the Harden pick, but LeBron 
and his team are not only winning, they don't only have the best record in the NBA, they're dominating more than every other team. Their point differential is 10, meaning when they step to the floor on average, they're going to beat teams by 9.8 points, even including those losses. That's, that's the best in the NBA. And I'm giving a lot of credit to LeBron for the intangibles, the secret, some call it. <laughs> Up and down the roster, the guys are playing for LeBron. And I took away my vote from James Harden watching him on Wednesday night and his team not working hard for him. And I think, listen, I, I, wanna, I really want the Rockets to be a contender, desperately. But I just hate their effort sometimes, and I think that has to fall on the best player. And LeBron's doing the opposite. Even if he isn't producing as much, he's leading the league in assists. Yep. He's got eight rebounds a game. He's, he's scoring 25 points a game. He is producing. Even if the numbers aren't as sexy, the intangibles... They're hot. They're wearing lingerie. They are quite <laughs> sexy. So you're buying that clip that was going around the last couple of days. Um, someone shooting uh, from their from sitting courtside at a Lakers game, and LeBron had been called for a whistle that he didn't think was fair, and he was like getting into it with the referee, saying, mm-hmm. uh, "I know you've been reading. Yeah, I don't play defense this year. Yeah, and he's like, it's a new year. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out." Because they have the second best defense, and that's a that's a big part of it. Yeah, uh, he is definitely energized right now on that end yeah. of the floor, especially. I agree with that. And all of the he's got all. I mean, if you want to give him the credit, or you want to give Frank Vogel the credit, or Anthony Davis the credit, you know, or all of them collectively, the defense has been it's a juggernaut. It yeah. surprised me. I, I just going down the roster. If Dwight Howard has fallen in line, who's getting the credit for that? I, I just I I just find that that's really you, really you important stuff. Run, yeah, yeah, I think I think leading that locker room and just being focused from whenever it was. July, August, they decided, hey, we're going to get focused. I know. You can pick somebody else. Well, who you uh, got? Be well, someone's going to, I assume. What do you got, Trey? Allow me to choose James Harden. We're a month in, and the guy is killing it. There have been 20 40-plus point games this season. He's got seven of them. He's played 15 games so far. He's averaging 38, 6, and 7.5. And he's ninth in assists right now, but he's creating 15.5 potential assists. They're just not making him. The guy could easily be averaging over 10. He could be leading the league in scoring and assists, and it wouldn't be... A big, a big reach for him, not to mention, uh, coming into the season, we said that the Rockets were going to be thinner this year. Do they have enough depth? This is a major problem. Uh-oh, Gerald Green got hurt. They lost a the guy. Eric Gordon went down. They lost another guy. Daniel House has missed time. So the Rockets are thin to start off with. They've also been banged up, and Harden has been dragging them to wins. They're one of six teams, I think, with 10 or more wins. So, I mean, yeah, James Harden cares about the regular season. Not a lot of players do. And, you know, people kind of blast James Harden because he always falls apart in the playoffs. But it's only November. Caring about the regular season. Maybe it's all right. I love this. I've got Giannis. Mm. I've got Giannis as the most valuable player right now. He plays the exact same amount of minutes as he did last year. And his numbers and his efficiency, they're up. You know, they're, for the, they're basically up across the board. That's, uh, that's up. He's averaging 30-14-6 with one and a half steals, nearly one and a half blocks shooting nearly 60% from the floor. The, the threes have been coming on as of lately, last couple of weeks. He's averaging 30% from deep uh, on the season. That might continue to tick upwards. It's just, to me, it's like, wh- what has he done to take it away from him is uh, sort of where I'm at. You guys are making great cases for Harden, for LeBron. I mean, I'm sure maybe someone could out there is yelling into their, you know, into their, their phone listening to this. What about Luka Doncic and all that? But Giannis, there's no reason that he's still not the MVP. He's gotten better. And it's similar maybe to a Curry back-to-back MVP where, you know, he wins it 14-15 and then somehow takes his game to the next level and the numbers go up even more and he wins it again. 
it happens a lot. LeBron, both of his sets, I would say similar things happen where he was obviously an MVP the one year, and then, oh my God, he got better. He got more efficient. Um, his team continued to win a ton of games. And that, then he would go back to back. I think it's, I think it's Giannis. I think, you know, Nate Silver, I saw tweeted yesterday, people are sleeping on how good the Bucks are. We, we haven't really talked about them all that much. I know they got off to a bit of a sluggish start. They're 11-3, and three, so they're tied at the top of the East right now. Second best point differential in the NBA. And they've had the toughest schedule. That's the other part. They've only played four games at home. Ten games on the road. Mm. And they got one of the best records in the league. So I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with Giannis. And then, like you were talking about with Harden losing some guys, some bodies. You know, no Middleton. That, that is an all-star guy for the Bucks. He's not there right now. And, and Giannis still putting up, like, in his sleep, the 30s and, and 14 type of games is pretty impressive to me. Just another reason he's Shaq, because people are not talking at all about You're Giannis. You're not wrong. The, he's just putting up highlights, dunking on everybody, and the only thing you ever hear is... What's up with those air balls? You know, like it's yeah. uh, he is dominating right now and flying under the radar while doing so. It, that's that's wild. Where do, where do you have where do you have Luka Doncic? I mean, in your in your MVP race right now, one month in, I, I probably have him fourth or fifth. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, I, I think I, I have. Him I mean, Harden and, and Giannis, of course, are uh, round out the top three. But uh, after that, then there's been guys. Lillard started off hot, but the Blazers haven't been too good, and he's now a little bit injured too. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Doncic has also just elevated his game from like, hey, this guy's good to like, wow, how good is this yeah. guy? You know, yeah. we don't really know. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, Bill Simmons <laughs> and uh, Mark Stein, they were talking on their podcast about Luca, the Luca mania. Um, the Lukeasm, as they called it. Um, you can get the Cream City jerseys on What's going on, on this I know, year? I know, I, mean, I don't know. just so horny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, re- I regret the lingerie comment earlier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, how many wins, though, would it take so for the Mavs for Luka to realistically win MVP? 69. <laughs> 50. 50 plus. I, I would think. I think, I think at, 49. Some go with a 49. Yeah, um, yeah 50. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So fifty plus wins for the Mavs. You, you the case is, is to be made in that instance. For sure it is. Yeah, because you would think fifty wins would get them certainly in the top. F- well, yeah, <laughs> I don't know about certainly in the top four in the West anymore. But uh, but certainly hovering around that. But but whatever impact the Mavericks have, Luke is going to get. Right. So and, much and, of and the what credit. if he averages a, a, a triple double, double like Westbrook right and Westbrook won MVP? Yeah. You know, with forty seven win team. Yeah. Now, I think Stein on that podcast did point out a big part of that was the narrative of Katie leaves the team. Yep. Everybody thinks they're going to be garbage. And then, you know, here's Westbrook just putting up historic numbers, sort of dragging them or helping them to, uh, to a solid season of 47 wins. But I'm with you guys. I actually even – I'd even go a little bit higher for it to be realistic. Like I'm like a, like a 54, 55 win, which, man, is it out of – is it in play with them? They've been solid. Seems I, a little high, 55, yeah. but but – yeah, fifty, I think, is uh, probably what they could. It's they yeah, could okay, achieve. Okay, so great race right now. But it's, but we all believe in Luca, right? Like this isn't oh, a. Oh God! Uh, yeah, he's like, he's not good. Like the numbers are the numbers are absurd, right? When you look at them at, at thirty, ten and a half, and nine, and a half. he's averaging thirty points, ten and a half rebounds, and nine and a half assists. And you look at LeBron's second year, and he's twenty-seven, seven and seven. And so adjusted for inflation, that's, you know, <laughs> you know, with the new fast game, yeah, yep. that's about right. It's about equal, and that's that's. I don't know. I, I you know, it's it's. Do you just believe in this? Do you say I'm putting all my chips in? I, I think that this guy is not going to fade from this. But I, it's no, he is that good. You know, what's weird with that though. I almost wonder him being just 20 years old. Could it hurt him in a way too? Could you get some sort of like if you were voting right now? Yeah, oh could yeah. there be that idea of like? 
Gotta wait one. your turn. The guy's gonna yeah. win like three or four. Like, man, just wait your turn. Yeah, yeah, you're mm-hmm. fine. It's a, it's, I think that's a possible. I don't know. People want to vote for the new thing, though. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, that's that's fair. Well, with all of these guys, you got to tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. Um, to hear who you have for the uh, the award leaders right now, one month into the season. Any other names? Are we, I know we're going to play a lot about uh, a lot of. Uh, hey, how about this guy? You said Lillard. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Davis has got to be there. I, I, mean, I guess he's top ten. I mean, he's had a, he's had a good season, but it's kind of been quiet. Yeah. Just because I think, again, so much of the focus, like when LeBron decides to lock in and focus, it's like, look how good he yeah, still is. Yeah, no, that's why I always, I mean, I didn't take, I didn't think it'd be possible and maybe mm. it won't be still for LeBron to win another MVP when he's playing with Anthony Davis. Um, though I got a bit, I thought Anthony Davis would be the clear-cut number one guy on the team and sort of the stud still and the star numbers and stuff like that. And it's not really the case. It's still LeBron. Um, he's still the man. He's the still crowd the man. is just like eating out of his oh. hand when he's putting up these highlights. The crowd is going crazy. It seems like every play he makes is designed to be the number one play of the night, and it usually is. He has been incredible. Uh, any other guys? Any other guys? You said you said no. Lillard. Yeah. No, no we don't. I mean, we yeah. don't have to make people feel good. And no, include no. Other okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, who are you going to say? Well, six I, deep. There's the, six deep now. The How guy who who burst out of the box was Towns. He was brilliant those first week yeah. or so. Yep. But uh, but the, the Wolves have. Petered out a little okay, bit. Okay, you know what? Let's name some. Guys. Oh no, 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 no. Well, what, what, we've talked about it before. What's the um, what's the perfect table size for a dinner? You go out with friends. What's the eight? Per- you turn, think eight? Turn it on its side. It's the infinity symbol. It's mellow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's. You're right. I think it's six to eight. Uh, I think six is actually a better, more enjoyable dinner oh, yeah. because no, we course. can. Everybody can. You know, you can converse with everyone when it's eight. You're a little bit like yeah. Trey. What's going you're on a down spread there? Out, yeah, but a lot of apps come in. You know, four packs, kind of. So then you're like, oh, should we cut these? Should you want you want an extra one? I don't know. Should we order two? Now we got an extra. Two two shishitos peppers. I mean, you can always add another one if you want it. You can add it if you're hungry. Okay, okay. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. All right. Next one here. I don't care who gets us started. One month in, who is most improved player? Who's got it? Yakum, Pascal, Siakam. What? Uh, yes. yes, everybody, everybody man. agree, everybody agree. Back to back, it's fine. <laughs> it's harder to do what he's doing now than what he did last year. He went from uh, uh, an, uh, an NBA player question mark two years ago to very good. Now he's gone from very good to great. Yep, and it's ridiculous where he's at right now. What he put together in the off season and the the confidence level that has grown from that is I I just I didn't see it coming. Absolutely didn't see it coming. It's on the secret menu on this <laughs> at this restaurant. Um, my God, the chef cooked up something amazing where, where he can just pull up and shoot from the three point line. He's, he's got a pull up game. He's got a spin game to the rim. He's got uh, he's got an in between game. He's got a post game. He's got it all, and he's a great defensive player. Yeah. You know who did see it coming? You know who was the chef uh, cooking yeah, it up? Yeah, go in, on, go in on. In mid-September. Yeah, I'm going to take my quick victory yeah. lap with this one. This is all I'm going to say. I'm with you. I think it is Siakam right now, just one month in, because I tweeted in mid-September, if Siakam takes his game to another level, say averages 23-plus points per game. I said 23. He's averaging 25. Makes the All-Star game. That's very likely happening. A lot. Maybe all NBA honors. I think that's very much in play now. Um, still gonna be tough at the forward position. I get it, mm-hmm. but uh, I, you know, and, and the most important part I said when I tweeted keeps the Raptors, you know, in the hunt. And what I meant by that was like at the top of the East as one of the better teams still in the league. You could see the case for Siakam winning back to back 
most improved. And he's, like, check, 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 check all of those. You know, and obviously we haven't got to the All-Star game and All-NBA, but, like, to take the usage percentage from what it was at, 21%, to take it to 30% and then still stay dominant and be the best guy on what appears to be one of still the best teams in the league, you know, with a bit of a chip on their shoulder at the 10-4 and right now as of recording this, I'm going Pascal, too. It's a great pick. I just wonder if, let's say, this continues throughout the season. Do people just say, no, he won it last year, so that they just won't vote for him? Or do they say, yeah. who cares what happened last year? He improved again so significantly that we're going to vote for him. I, I sort of think it's going to be more a bit more the former, where people are like, well, he won that last year, so yeah. it's someone else mm-hmm. is going to I, win. I, 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 that's, that is definitely the number one mm. sort of like that people are throwing back at, that this crazy idea that he would win back-to-back. It's like, no, there's a reason it hasn't happened. Yeah. But then again... No one's really done this, like, that leap from last year that he did and then two of this leap. It's pretty damn rare to do mm. that. And I mentioned this stat a, a couple weeks ago where he was only taking less than a third of his sh- three-point attempts from above the break. He was shooting a majority of them in the corner. Guys would set him up. But now he's taking three-quarters of his shots from above the break, and that just makes your offense so good, and he's hitting them at a ridiculous rate at 42%. That, that's what makes them really, really tough. I mean, he is, he's just... He's an all-star. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's an absolute lock. So for the all-star not a surprise. Game. The yeah. two Raptors fans here are <laughs> taking Pascal Siakam. Trey, who do you go with for MIP? Get me a six-inch steak and cheese sub because it's Andrew Wiggins is the most improved player <laughs> of the season <laughs> My so goodness, far. I didn't see this coming. I got to be honest. Career highs in points, rebounds, and assists coming into this year. The talk was the Wolves got to get Carl Anthony Towns some help. Everybody thought they knew what Andrew Wiggins was. Was maybe he could score eighteen to twenty points a game, and that's it. That's all you would expect from him. Uh, he had been written off as an impact player, as a number one draft pick. But as we're seeing, he's still only six seasons in his career. His handle is better. He passes the ball better. He's got a better floater. He looks like he has improved rather than just getting more of an opportunity. It, the offense he's playing in is making sense. So yep. for me, it's got to be Wiggins. Give me that Southwest Chipotle sauce. Hashtag wow. Wiggins this, Island. This yeah. is the story that sort of just you keep thinking, all right, he's, he's, it's going to fall off soon. It's just going to stop. He's right. going to go back to shooting those awful long-range two-pointers and not doing anything else. But he's been able to maintain a consistent level so far. Yeah. And that's the question. He's missed the last couple of games. He had some uh, issues there with his family and some health. But uh, the Wolves need him back yeah. badly. Yeah. They've missed they, him. We got him back last night. His haircut looking good. And... Um, I wanted to give it to him, too, because I don't think we're going to have the opportunity to give it to him later in the year when he falls back to earth a little <laughs> bit. You know, it's, it, would just, it would just be fun to give him an award, but I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it quite yet. Oh, we're actually sending out these awards, are we? Right. <laughs> we're printing these up and, and sending them out, maybe a little certificate. That's you only fun. get like one-sixth of it, though, so you have to get all of them from oh. all the months to join it together, like a Power Rangers Voltron sort of thing. Like the Heat mm-hmm. uh, Championship <laughs> yeah. puzzle, yeah. the Larry O'Brien yeah. puzzle pieces. Okay, I like that. The Dunkies, the Dunkey Awards. Yeah, what do you got, Lee? I'm going with a guy who has clearly improved, not only statistically, but the eye test as well has not failed this man at all. It's Brandon Ingram in New Orleans. He has been brilliant. He's averaging 25 a game. He's also missed a game or two here through injury. It's like, honestly, 80% of the league is averaging 25 yeah, points it's true. It is true. Yeah, but it's almost like you look at contracts and you think, man, that guy's on a $20 million contract because that seemed like a lot when we were growing up watching the NBA. Now it's nothing. 20 points per game is almost nothing in the NBA. But yeah. That guy's averaging 30 easily. Yeah. Uh, Ingram, though, is taking the most shots he's ever taken at 18 a game, shooting over 50% from the field. And he's, he's like a DeMar DeRozan in those sort of early developmental years where he's getting to his spots to, to excuse me knock down shots he's hitting 44 percent from three on five a game 
and he's shooting the best from the free throw line ever. Also getting seven rebounds and yeah. assists. He, he's doing it all out there in New Orleans. They, obviously, uh, their season got off to a slow start. Excuse me. <coughs> when, uh, when Zion... Man, that card opening outside <laughs> yeah. took, took something out of your lungs today. Uh, you know, the Pelican season just got set back when, when Zion went down. But, but Brandon Ingram, uh, to me, is really thriving in this role where he's away from the spotlight of Los Angeles and he's the focal point of a team. But he's also shown that he's actually uh, increased his range. You know, he, he's able to really stretch the floor. So I love what I've seen from him so far. And uh, I think, you know, again, he's, he's up to 25 a game from 18 last season in Los Angeles. Sounds like you need a ginger shot. Oh, I do, I do. <laughs> yeah. uh, 23 guys averaging 20 or more right wow. now. Wow, wow. A decade ago, it was 16. Okay, okay. Can go, let me let me let me let me, let me, let me go two decades. Oh, Tess is playing with Mass. Thanks for setting up this website, John Schumann. I can just click and flick. Oh, you're using NBA.com <laughs> slash stats. Yeah, I well, like it. Actually, 20 years ago, there was 20. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. Eddie okay. Jones was number 20. Oh, Eddie Jones. Shout out to Eddie Jones. Uh, okay, this is a good category for hey, what about this guy? Because a couple more guys I'll throw out there. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, mm-hmm. you know, obviously being asked to be the man. In Indiana, uh, yeah. he's done a damn good job. He's averaging twenty-five and eight, and he—that's a guy that went from making like a million and a half to being a twenty million dollar per year guy, getting the deal there um, to to be with the Pacers and with Noah Oladipo and Turner not even there and and stuff like that. He's had—he's been asked to lead the team and he has. He's uh, been pretty solid. They they beat the crappy teams and they can't win against the great teams right now, but still solid start. So Brogdon, Jonathan Isaac, you know I would. The numbers are, are not high enough for me because he was one of my picks for MIP, but he's averaging 12 and 7, but the defense is elite already with this kid, and he's averaging nearly three blocks per game. He had that one game where he was one steal away from the 5-by-5. Uh, the five five five. Yeah. I think he's going to do it at some point. I, Makes sense. Guy racks up the defensive numbers, but just like that 12, like he's gotten better. He's definitely gotten better, but uh, I don't think it's enough of like Siakam last year, like the year before. He hasn't made that jump enough yet, but obviously lots of... Lots of time left. What about, um, I hate it, the second-year guy having the jump, but Luka Doncic. The donk. The donk, and maybe like a Devontae Graham. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would throw out there. Yeah, but, oh, I, you know. Shea like, Gilgis-Alexander in that category, yes, too. right. Yeah. I'm just not a big fan of that rookie to the second year. What about Fred Van Vliet? No doubt. What about that guy? <laughs> That's why we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, man. What exactly. About him? Yeah. What about I think Fred. Guy. I think Fred has been brilliant as well. I mean, Siakam has obviously been the superstar yeah. for Toronto, but Fred. I mean, against uh, that game against uh, the Lakers, Fred was in- instrumental. Steady, Freddie, baby. Yeah. Steady, Freddie has been great. Okay, let's hear from you guys. Most improved at No Dunks Inc. Next one. Uh, we're gonna make this our final award here. Who is the rookie of the year? One month in, who's the rookie of the year? Front runner. This should be a short one. It's John Morant, easily. He's first in points and assists, and he's got the best highlights of any rookie. Lock it in. Shortest conversation, shortest name, J-A. <laughs> you can even drop the A if you're lead. Just call him J. <laughs> That's right. Must-watch television, mm-hmm. too. He's, That's right. He, 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 yeah. really, he truly, truly is. Well, his name is actually Demetrius Jamel. Oh. You can somehow pronounce you can somehow <laughs> pronounce that better than John. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, two letters is you. You really Yeah, uh, you know you want to make a case for other guys, but uh, no one's quite at his level. Who who would you try and make a case for? Well, Barrett. Uh, Jay Barrett's been good too. Okay, but um, third in points, yeah. second in assists. He's good at defense. He's the best player on the Knicks. He just doesn't have any moments. Like yeah. he doesn't have any cool moments yet. The only thing we've ever talked about the Knicks is how soon are they going to fire their coach? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Kendrick Nunn mm-hmm. deserves some love one month in. The guy's averaging 17 points per game. The guy went undrafted, right? Yep. <laughs> he wasn't even drafted. And, uh, I think the you know, Warriors started... had him uh, summer league, maybe? Well, he's Let balling fly, out for yeah. the heat. And, you know, he's on a, like a minuscule contract, of course, with Miami. But what he's doing, starting, you know, hitting big shots. And the heat are rolling. I know we'll probably get to them when we maybe talk surprises and stuff like that. But Kendrick Nunn, a little love. A little, a little love, love to him. All right, Eric Pascal. Yeah, I mean, the numbers are impressive. So I guess somebody's got to do it uh, on the Warriors, the depleted Warriors. Uh, the Plenty fun shock people, yeah. The fun part about John Morant is he makes other people better, and that's a unique skill for a rookie, you know, to really get others involved and make yeah. sure they're good. That doesn't all the other guys that we've listed. That hasn't happened with RJ Barrett quite yet. He's just a talented dude. All right, let's talk teams. One month in. Who's been the biggest surprise? Well, you said it there, the Miami Heat for me. Okay. Um, they were a team, they made the big splash in the summer by signing Jimmy Butler, but it was a bit of a weird move for a lot of people because we thought they weren't really a contender, and I don't put them in the contender class right now, but they're 10-3, and three, unbeaten at home, third best defense in the entire league. I feel like we haven't talked about them no, all that much. Because I don't, I don't think we sort of consider them to be yeah. a real, even a, a, a real contender in the East. But uh, Eric Spolster has got them defending the three-point line, which right now, that's, that's what you have to defend in the NBA. They do that the best yeah. uh, out of anybody. Now, and, is it, now, are they really truly defending it? Or is it a weird thing where it's like a, a bit of a small sample size theater where just teams are not knocking them down? Probably both, probably yeah, both right. this early into the season. Uh, but I think the way that they've integrated Jimmy Butler into that team, and he has come in and not really gone in there to try to say, hey, this is my team, I'm the boss, everyone do what I want. He's actually kind of been happy to adjust his role. 100%. I think it's a big part of the reason why we don't talk about them a lot. Yeah. I think we'd be talking about them way more if Jimmy Butler was averaging 25, 26 mm-hmm. a game and you know game winners and stuff like that. But he's not doing that, and... You're right, He's because he hasn't had to, or he's felt comfortable with these other guys. He, he's being a real leader right <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. you know, by just quietly going about doing the job. And he missed the first three games of the season to, due to the birth of his child. Um, Maybe that was a blessing in disguise. In some ways, possibly, yeah. They're getting great play out of the rookie, uh, you mentioned Kendrick Nunn. Dragic has gone to the bench. He's accepted that role yep. very well. There was talk about them perhaps being interested in trading for Chris Paul. I don't think that's something they really want to do right now. I don't think they would need that. I, right. I think they're getting good play out of their point guard. The only distraction they've had has been the Dion Waiters incident. Yep. And he's not even really a part of their team. He's just a contract right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're. And, the, and you said the third best defense, is that what it is? Yeah. Justice Winslow's barely even played. Yeah. And he's one of the better defenders on the team. That's amazing. Yeah. So they're quietly just going about their business very, very well. And uh, that's sort of, I think, again, what, what Pat Riley and Spolstra like. It's like, just go out there, play hard, and, and rack up some wins. And um, yeah, I think, I think the Dion Waiters thing. He'll have a chance to, to get back into the team only because I think they can't trade him. But uh, if they can, they'll, they'll move on from him, I think, pretty quickly. But doesn't get, getting Chris Paul make them a contender? Nobody wants to jump in on the Chris Paul yeah. bandwagon. But I don't think it makes him a contender, no. It makes him... I guess it makes him a more difficult better. out Yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he certainly... But aren't you going to... Don't you want to do this for Jimmy Butler's prime? His prime's not going to last forever. Right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I mean, but if the if, if I know, the early I know it's not sexy. Yeah, the it's early returns though are that they you know they they don't need him. And, yeah, and but you said the, you said they're not a contender. I know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Good point. They're, I don't know. They're, they're like um. They're sort of like the Nets from last year. Aren't? Like they have like seven guys on this team averaging over ten points per game. And yeah. 
you know, uh, you know, Butler is a souped up version of, um, you know, like I said, it would be D'Angelo Russell last year, you know, sort yeah. of as your go-to guy uh, down the stretch. How long is Jimmy Butler's prime? I, I think it's this year and mm. maybe next year. He's 30. It's a worry. Old if, you, 30. if you grew up in the Bulls system, it's a worry that you could fall off it literally any time. It happened with Luol Deng. It happened with Joachim Noah. Jimmy Butler, maybe he got out early enough. You know, he put on a ton of miles when he was younger, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, surely the the Heat have something in the works, right? They yeah. never just bring in one guy and be happy with that. Yeah, they have a lot of guys they can trade. A right. lot of guys. That's a good pick, though, Lee. I like that one um, as a surprise team. What about you guys? Give me the Boston Celtics. Okay, you're surprised. I believe, yeah, I'm surprised that they've come out and just forgotten about the Kyrie Irving era, and and it feels like it's two years ago. And Jason Tatum and is a player on the rise all of a sudden again. You know, we are so quick to just dismiss guys after having one mediocre year. We did that with Jason Tatum. Did it with Jalen Brown. Oh, he's also on the rise. Crazy. <laughs> uh, and they're you know top seven right now on offense and defense. They've had an easy schedule. That's 100% true. It looks like a team that's really built for the regular season and maybe could get outed in the postseason. Maybe they're not the elite elite in the Eastern Conference um, because they don't have go-to guys necessarily. But... Shake it all down, they have a really good player. So it's more of a sum of their parts kind of team rather than, uh, hey, we got the best players. But why is it working so well? Maybe it's a Brad Stevens thing that he doesn't need, he doesn't do superstars all that well. Uh, or maybe, <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah, no, sexy time. Or maybe, yeah. um, well, just with the Brad Stevens, I know the way that their season ended last year. Some Celtics fans were starting a little bit of a to turn on him, mm-hmm. right? You oh, know, sure. because they won that first game against Milwaukee, then then had the the douchebag sweep. But clearly, coming into this season, he seems to have that locker room back uh, in his corner. Yeah, and all the guys feel like they're part of the team again. And 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 Jalen Brown, there's a good article about the Athletic how he talked about anxiety and how he didn't feel right last year. Now he's back. Jason Tatum, he's back, baby. And Gordon Hayward, he's back, baby. That's probably due to injury, but everybody is buying in, and they're going to be looking to make a, a deal for a center. And then, and now they're trying to be the Detroit Pistons, where, yeah, maybe we have you know, good, good to great players, but we don't have superstars. And I mean the Detroit Pistons from the 2004 series season when they won it, but maybe they can win it. I was just going to ask you, do you... Are they closer in your mind to the Heat or, let's say, to the Bucks in terms of being an actual championship contender? It's a, it's like, a, at least a, a, an Eastern Conference, you know, finalist. But I, because they've been there, I would say closer to the top. Okay. I yeah. Think. I think I would have the Celtics over the Heat. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I think that Butler is probably the best player between those two teams, between the Heat and the Celtics. But uh, the, team, the team aspect, no doubt, with the Celtics has been impressive. Mm-hmm. They like each other. Huh. Good summer. Good summer. Would have been nice to see this camaraderie on Team USA, but nonetheless, it's working out for Boston. <laughs> I, I, love, I love that he's the one guy it feels like left in America that won't forget how bad Team USA was. Well, thanks was. for letting us down. Yeah. Thanks for letting us down, Boston Celtics. I'm sure you guys will choke it away when it comes down to the playoffs in the future, just like you did for your country. Hold on, hold on. Do you hear that? I hear like, uh, I don't know, I hear like a, a, some feet, like a pattering of feet. I think it might be the Beantown boys oh, led by oh, cheese. Yeah. I see a big green hat coming <laughs> over the hill. <laughs> We're in trouble here. JD, we need you to drop in like a weird like little Irish tune or the music from uh, Gangs of New York or something like that. <laughs> here come Chiefs and the Beantown boys. Trey Kirby. Ready to aggregate you, Trey Kirby. <laughs> okay. Gator's going to gate. Uh, Who do you have then for a surprise? <laughs> We're staying in the East, baby. Yeah, what? Okay. Charlotte. 
Hornets, everybody thought they were going to be terrible and horrible to watch, and somehow they are neither. I mean, they're 6-9, and nine, so the gr- record is not great. It is nice. They're 25th in offense and defense, both not great, <laughs> but you watch a Charlotte Hornets game, and somehow they are fun to watch. You go into the season thinking, here's what they got. Bismack Biombo, Cody Zeller, Marvin Williams. Maybe Marvin Williams is their best player. Nicola Batum still around somehow, but they have entertaining guys now. Devontae Graham has been a great watch. P.J. Washington seems like a really solid player. Dwayne Bacon, he's got real thick thighs, but <laughs> he's a good he's thick, a thick cut, thick cut bacon, eh? Oh, he loves this time of year. Time for some jerky bacon. Mm-mm-mm. Throw some of that thick cut bacon in with your Brussels sprouts and call it a night. Uh, Malik Monk has also been good. A lot of guys have had moments for the Hornets. This is a team to me that come March, we're not going to be talking about yeah. at all, but they have been uh, a pleasant surprise in November. Uh, I'm going to go with the Phoenix Suns for a surprise because I didn't see this. They're 7-6 they're and six right now as of recording this. You know, they would be in the playoffs if they were yeah. to start today in the Western Conference. Yeah, they started very, very hot. We needed to do this a week ago, yeah, really. Yeah, that, but that's fine. Let's show them the love right now. Look, I remember in the preseason we were saying, well, what's going to be a good season for the Suns? We said 30 wins would mm-hmm. be incredible season. Well, you know, they're like, what, nearly one-third of the way there already, only one month in. I mean, that, that's, they're on pace for that, and that would be solid, of course. Um, and we were also talking about, like, what are they? What's their identity? Are they a good offensive team? Are they a good, de- good defensive team? Because they've been garbage at both ends of the floor for a couple of years now. And then here comes Monty Williams, and now, right now, you know, they're a top-10 offensive team. They're a top-12 defensive team. Okay, that's great. I, I, I was saying... Just pick one side of the ball mm-hmm. to like, try and improve on. Right now, they've improved on both. And, like, they're a fun team to watch, too. I've – this is the – and I'm a huge Devin Booker fan, so I was actually watching some of those crappy Suns teams. This is the most Suns basketball I've watched in years. Years. Because they're, they're a fun watch with, mm-hmm. with Booker as their, their scorer. And, and Rubio has been great. That, that, that pairing made sense at the time. Like, oh, yeah, a little defense. And the guy could be a bit of a playmaker. Sounds like you want to visit the Frank Kaminsky Arboretum. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) we got some tickets available, (laughs) believe it or not. Um, So they've just, you know, they've surprised your boy Bainsey can't miss threes. Bainsey leads him in P, yeah. Yeah, Kelly Oubre Jr. has been fun. And this is is with the whole DeAndre Eaton thing, too, Mm. where, you know, he has a great first game. I think he put up, like, 18 and 11. He had four blocks in that game and, like, and then he gets, you know, dinged for the PEDs mm-hmm. and misses 25 games. And then you're like, okay, well, this is going to get bad in a hurry again. And, and yeah, they're falling back to earth. We said that was going to happen. But still, they've been a, a huge surprise, not only in the win category, but also just in pure entertainment category. Mm-hmm. Like, you sort of want to root for these guys and for their fans to have finally a little bit of success down there in the desert. But like we've mentioned, they have played 100% of their games at home somehow. Like, every time you turn it on, yeah, like, the Suns true. are at home again? So their schedule will get road heavy at some point, and that's when they'll fall off. But that, like you're saying, they are fun to watch, and they try hard. Yeah, it's and they got, they got a nice pace uh, of play to them, you know, again, in the top ten there. So they're, they're, they're uh, a little love to the Phoenix yep. Suns. Um, disappointment. One month in, who's been the bi- biggest disappointment? The Blazers. Uh, this was a team that we thought perhaps could drop out of the playoff race. Right now, they are really struggling. Lillard's hurt. He was, a, he was balling early on, uh, but he looks exhausted. He looks like he's carrying that team. They can't stop anyone defensively. Their offense is okay, but the real problem for the, the Blazers for me is how they get out of this. I think that they uh, – I, I don't think they're going to trade – they're certainly going to trade Lillard. Maybe they trade McCollum, but I just feel like this season is very, very quickly sort of – fallen away from them and it's going to be they've been a very good regular season team the last couple of years if they can't get it going early on 
I think they're in a bit of trouble here. Um, and they're, you know, they're, they're a team that made it to the conference finals last year and they had, they had those two great playoff series against the Thunder and the Nuggets. And Lillard, we know, he's an all-NBA player. He's a star, but uh, it feels like they haven't got enough help for him. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's looking grim right now for, for Portland one month in. Yeah, I'm the Blazers as well. And like you're saying, grim is the word for it. They're just, they look like they have zero joy. Yeah. They look like, like no fun out there. Uh, Doc Rivers has talked about how teams eventually can go stale, and that's just what this seems like to me. It's like, what is our identity? We're supposed to be good at offense. We got Hassan Whiteside out there who's got to play. He has to play for this team. And when he's at his best for the three or four minutes a night, they look good. And it looks like they're the old Blazers again, but then as soon as he gets back to Whiteside-itis, it infects the whole team, and they're just they're like, ooh, blee, 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 blee. <laughs> and it's a, it's a bummer because the, the Blazers have been really fun to watch. McCollum, when he's hot, is great to watch. Lillard time, must-watch TV. Anthony Simons is a fun player to watch, but yeah. they have been less than the sum of their parts for sure. Yeah, I don't think they just sit back and allow Damian Lillard's you know, 29-year-old season to go to waste because he's been so loyal to them. I think they... They throw a Hail Mary like, you know, teams did this offseason at Stars uh, because that's what teams are doing, trading a lot for, for star players, and I think uh, Portland will try and do the same. Uh, Unless that back injury is serious. That's with the, Dame? Uh, yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Uh, who knows? You hope it's just a spasm, as I guess they were calling it, but that's always a scary scary injury for any NBA player. Yeah, for a very, very, very durable guy. Yeah, mm. yeah. Which is crazy through his first seven seasons. He's played three seasons where he played every stinking game and uh, no less than 73. So that's, um, yeah, that's, that's a fair worry. But I think the guy's been loyal. They're going to try, you know, yeah. if you, any, in any way, shape, or form, they're just not going to let a season go to waste for a guy who's who's been good to that franchise. Right. And the question I, is, what do they do? And who could yeah. they even get? Can Do they have the pieces to get a love? Do they have the pieces to get even a Gallinari? Do, you it's know, my fantasy, Blake, but Blake, I see Blake. Yeah, you yeah. keep saying Blake. Yeah, yeah. so... You know, they, they need something. I mean, that's look, I don't think it's going to be Melo that's going to save the season. I mean, they just got desperate. They had to with no Nurk and then the really unfortunate Collins injury, no doubt, and then the chunk of time he's going to miss. But, uh, yeah, the Blazers, very, very, very disappointing. I will say you mentioned Collins. I'm disappointed in other Collins, John Collins, getting suspended <laughs> uh, in Atlanta because they looked great to start the year. Things couldn't have started out better for the Hawks. Yeah. And uh, now, you know, it's it's over. Essentially, it feels like because yeah. John Collins is out 25 games, their lack of depth really shows now. And um, it's just it's too much for Trey Young to put on his shoulders. The, the, the youth is just too much to overcome on this team. So they're fine with it because they've got 60 million coming off the books this summer. They're well suited for the next few years. But they, they but need, this could have been it. Yeah. This could yeah. have been a charge. Like Trey thought about the Bulls, this could have been the same thing happening here in Atlanta. And it's it's um, the Peachtree jerseys are aesthetically nice, sure <laughs> as a city edition jersey. But that whole place could have been aesthetically rocking. It could have been fun to be there. It could be fun to watch. Uh, not so good now. Well, yeah. even though Trey Young's they're, they're, been awesome, they're in the East. They're like what two games out of the playoff race? I mean, so it's you know I know what you're saying. You're right. The they're two games out. Yeah, but yeah, at four and ten, I, it's just like they're it, there's no uh, doesn't it doesn't feel like they can recover anytime soon, right? Like you watch them play and. Where's it going to come from? Yeah, the, no, there's not a lot of confidence, especially in, in the defense. They're going to pray, I would say, like the Trey Young continues to be a show, and yeah. uh, you know they don't burn him out. Um, over the over the year, asking him to do everything offensively, and then they're going to really pray that at least one of those two draft picks in Deon, DeAndre Hunter or 
Cam Reddish, I mean, hopefully both, but at least one of them that they hit and that they look like a really, really solid piece to, to add to Collins, to add to Herter. Uh, and then, you, then you've got something there. And a draft pick coming. Going to yeah. be a good one. Mm-hmm. That, that's exactly right. Okay, so you're a little disappointed, though, in the Hawks. You, yeah, look, you're in Atlanta. You want to go down there yeah. and see that barn. You're right. See the fortress just bumping. Oh, rocking, yeah. Instead, get... instead, we go down to the fortress and we watch a man drink two champagnes. <laughs> he leaves with about three minutes to go. Yeah. See you later. Got to beat the traffic. No, I stayed to Did we stay to the end last night? Uh, I don't know. I was taking a dump. <laughs> well, that's, that's, only, that's only like a timeout for you. I was just, I was just kidding, end? by the yeah. way. I do not know why I really wanted to say that to him. <laughs> we stayed to the end. Yeah. Right. You were a quarter late, but yeah. Wow, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crazy stuff, man. He was taking a dump. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of cheese. <laughs> we did have a lot of cheese. Nice cheese. We plant. got cheesed. <laughs> Yeah, the nice renovations that they put into, you know, yeah. almost $200 million. Bathrooms, yeah. are, bathrooms are nice. I understand why you'd want to use them. <laughs> That's very, very nice. You're right. Uh, my disappointment for my team, um, I'm going to go the Brooklyn Nets. They're 6-8, and eight, so, you know, they're in the playoff race in the East. Uh, but... Uh, they're just bad on both sides of the ball right now, and that's, they're, not a, they're not that much of a fun watch. You know, mm-hmm. injuries to Kyrie Irving has, has played a part. Played some very entertaining games, games very early in the season, but as of late, not as great. Karis LeVert, injured again. Mm-hmm. He's always injured. Uh, obviously, no KD. I just feel like the Nets, so far this season, they're, they're hanging out with the wrong crowd. They need to take off those nerdy glasses, let their hair down. Mm. You know, start hanging out with the cool kids. Start, start smoking doobies out behind the bleachers <laughs> yeah. with the Celtics and the Sixers. Instead, they're eating lunch with the Magic and the Hornets. They shouldn't be. Okay? Wait, so be. the Celtics and the Sixers are smoking doobies? <laughs> they're the cool kids. Okay, okay. Uh, nice. You want to hang out with them. Oh, all right. So Luka Doncic is hanging out with the cool kids as well. Mark Cuban is there. We got to get the Nets there. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, the Nets are just like, they're hanging out with the wrong crowd right now. They need to, again, like... Come on, you become who better. you hang out with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm making a weird analogy here, but you know what I'm talking about. They just uh, they shouldn't be there with those teams, in my opinion. They should be a little bit closer to your to your Celtics and your Raptors and stuff like that. They're they're in the wrong spot right now. I guess I, maybe my hopes were a little too high for them. I'm not sure, but lots of lots of time to still turn it around. But yeah, they've had some. It's an excuse, but close losses that could flip their record yeah, real easily. Yeah. Jay Crowder comes out of nowhere and hits a game winner on the But what's what's this team? What's this team's identity? What what what, what uh, is it? Right now I don't know. No, like I will say Jared Allen had an awesome last game and they gave him minutes and he put up great numbers. It was a night it was a much needed win to be honest against the Hornets. That was good. But what what are they? Yeah, they're certainly not what they were last year. Sort of everyone scrapping and fighting and right. battling for everything. They seem more like we got to get Kyrie and make him happy. That's what it well, sort of felt like. And again, we talked about they're in this weird like holding yeah. sort of year because you know, I know, don't because, worry about it. We yeah. have Kevin Durant coming. Yeah. And then we'll be one of the best teams in the East like that. Yeah, and, and, and Ky- I think because of Kyrie's reputation of bringing a little bit of baggage, you know, these losses early on, people sort of say, well, see, Kyrie's a star player, but does he actually help your team a lot? He gets kind of hit with that. So yeah. they'll, be know, fi- they'll be fine. I do think they they'll should be, be fine. Yeah, they should be. Uh-huh. You mentioned that you would like to see them up at the top with the Celtics and yeah. the Bucks and the Raptors. Well, my disappointing team, I've got a second oh. one here. It's disappointing that they're not amongst the conversation with those elite Eastern Conference teams, the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm. Oh, yes. And you were I, talking and about I, this on The Daily Show. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's dig. Yeah. Uh, I find it difficult to watch this team, especially on offense. They could figure it out. It's early. It's a very, very 
unique team where you got a bunch of non-shooters surrounded, surrounding a, a ridiculously great center uh, in Joel Embiid. There's a great article by uh, Zach Lowe on ESPN talking about where Ben Simmons is standing in practice. He's standing in the dunker spot, and he's not a, basically not allowed to leave that zone in between sort of the rim and, and the sideline yeah. uh, in that little area because it kind of cramps Joel Embiid's space. And watching games, you see how ugly it is on the offensive end for them. It's, it's just like bumper cars in there where you can't get around anybody. They're, yeah. they're all in the lane, and it's difficult to watch. And I think, you know, they're 9-5, and five, and, again, it's going to take time to, to work out a team with no shooters and Tobias Harris who's really struggling. But I think that 9-5 and five record sort of masks where they are. They've got the 14th best point differential in the entire league. And um, they've got a great defense. We all know that. But I just can't stand Joel Embiid shooting more threes than he did last year. It's not a huge jump up. But I thought this was the year we are just going to rely on Joel Embiid to be in the post finally this is going to be it and uh, it's it's not happening quite yet and I didn't know how it was going to work I'm not the, I'm not the expert here Brett Brown's supposed to figure that out hmm. Brett Brown's supposed to get him down there with f- four non-shooters essentially they have hmm. shooters uh, but they're sort of deeper on the bench and Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris hasn't been that guy and Josh Richardson hasn't been that yeah, guy yeah I was gonna say they're, they're two best three-point shooters in really Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson they're horrible from three this year. They're horrid. So maybe yeah. maybe they find their flow. Yeah. Um, but maybe the chemistry isn't great on this team. And maybe it's not going to happen in having their five-course meals. Maybe it's not. It's just not going to happen. Zach Lowe went into their, their meal plans and, <laughs> and how they're enjoying each other. And Where does Ben Simmons stand for meal plans? <laughs> Where's he standing? Where is he standing? Yeah. Is he first in line or is he second in line? I imagine Embiid gets the first choice of food. Yeah. But it's tough to say. When you watch the Sixers... Oh, he likes his sauces because he's in the dunker spot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's good. They have a breakfast buffet. But uh, it looks like a time warp when you watch the Sixers. Yeah. You, you zoom back in and it's like, this looks like 90s defense. This looks like 90s offense. There's guys just standing in the lane. There's a million people bumping into each other. Maybe it'll get better when uh, Harris and Richardson start hitting threes, yeah. but this, is, to me, is what the team is going to be, a tough defense that's hard to score on and then issues to figure out on the offensive end. Yeah, and maybe it'll never it'll never work out because Tobias Harris, is, that's the, the big worry. They gave him $180 million, and, and maybe he can't. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, that, that was an awful contract. Yeah, and maybe he can't be that guy. He, he has all the freedom to be their number one perimeter option this should be a perfect system for him yeah like that. maybe he can't be that yeah. guy maybe that's why he's been traded that's four times no exactly why he's only 27 and i think a lot of teams go you know we can he, he's always on that sort he's of good. fringe all-star he's good but there's a reason as well why teams great. just hot potato him around i think because because of that you, you sort of keep thinking he, he's better than he actually is 26 percent from three-point range yeah i, know. I mean that's no, just he awful c- cannot hit a three right now no. and i think richardson's like just above 30 yeah. percent but low low 30 percent um, yeah, that's a, but they're nine and five, and yeah. it's like it, this, they were five this and zero oh, though. I know, yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. And but they're getting by f- teams like you know m- just by the skin of their yeah. teeth, and that's yeah. why they've got a, a middle of the road point differential. Like you said, they stop people. They're amazing defensively, but they're, they're not that amazing defensively. They're not as elite as we no, thought not, they were going to be. Not, elite, not yet. They're top ten, but yeah, just right there. Yeah, but I think we were all like, they're going to be one, two in the league, no doubt. You got Horford and Bead, like, oh my god, you got Josh Richardson, like, but yeah, they're yeah. good, but they just haven't been elite yet. But if they, if this record was, uh, yeah, um, I don't know, seven and six or something like that, like a little closer to five hundred, it's not that far from it. They're 
the the sky would be falling, I think, a little bit, but they're they're helped out by at least a a decent a decent nine yeah. and five record yeah, early that's on. That's fine, and and yeah, they. I don't know how Brett Brown's going to do it, but they could figure it out. I guess it is early for that many parts, but uh, I guess I'm also upset because I just want I want it to look nice when I mm-hmm. turn on the TV. Yeah. And it's, it's not pretty, mm-hmm. and they barely beat the Knicks. They, on on Wednesday night, they shouldn't have beat the Knicks the way they're playing, but it's the Knicks, so yeah. they lost. One month in, guys, what's a prediction you'd love to have back? Let's stick with the Sixers. I picked Joel Embiid to win MVP. It ain't going to happen. He's averaging 23, 11-3 right now. That's fair. Okay. Numbers are going to come back up. He'll be higher than that. His numbers will look like a, an MVP from 2005, I'm sure, but he has zero buzz. There, he's not going to come close to winning the MVP. He's missed four games already. A couple of them were for suspension, but he's going to miss games. He's playing less than 30 minutes per game, which seems odd to me. I mean, he said he was in a lot better shape. Maybe it's a load management thing. They yeah. want him to be fresher in the playoffs. As we saw, he was getting sick. He was getting dinged up. But it just does not look great. He's less than 50% on two-pointers. Mm. I mean, yeah, he mm-hmm. can't shoot threes, but fair enough. You should be able to make yeah. more than one out of every two shots if you're one of the biggest guys on the court with the best post moves in the game. Yeah, I'm totally with you. This is also my prediction that I got cute with. You guys both picked him, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah, I thought it was sort of down the... The bead town boys. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was sort of down the rankings in the in terms of the odds for yeah. MVP. So, yeah, it's fun to be a little cute, go against the mm-hmm. grain. But I was buying that he lost weight and he was in shape. And my worry is that he's not healthy. And I think, like you said, if the, if this most talented big in the league is shooting less than 50% on twos. And when somebody comes around a, a pick on the defensive end, he doesn't jump out. He just kind of hangs back. I mean, this he told Zach Lowe he lost 20 pounds. He wasn't. He was taking things out of his diet. He's supposed to be ready to jump out on those picks. He's supposed to be healthy. I don't get it. I Just watching him play, he doesn't look like an MVP. And uh, I, I don't know, maybe there's something wrong with the legs. Maybe it's a carryover from... The playoffs last year where he sat out and was sick, and yeah. he just doesn't look great. Get him a ginger shot. All right, so these guys taking a, yeah. taking a mulligan on their MVP pick of Embiid. Where, where are you going? Sticking with the awards, I'll take a mulligan on uh, Lonzo Ball for most improved. Yeah. I fell in love with that new restyled jump shot. It was looking <laughs> beautiful in the preseason. Also, him and Zion were working really well in the preseason games, and I thought... Why do you care about the preseason? Well, man? because I just like to see the chemistry, and I thought, okay, <laughs> this is, again, a bit like Brandon Ingram I was saying earlier. Away from the Lakers, away from that that spotlight and the drama, I thought that he could really thrive in this situation. Yeah. And the fact that he he was a good player with an awful shot, the shot got me. It seduced me. It well, pulled okay, me hold in. on. He's knocking down three pointers. Well, at when the he best plays. clip of his career. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's hitting nearly thirty seven percent from distance. Yeah, yeah I know. Good, I know. But it, but he hasn't. He just hasn't improved his game to that sort of like those other guys we talked about, Fred and Brandon Ingram and. Um, uh, who else we say? Other guys. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but, but but the other concern, the other concern with Lonzo is again he's injured now. He's been out for yeah. a few games, and historically he tends to miss a lot of games, yeah. and uh, that's not good. A, a guy who's never played more than fifty-two games throughout his career. Um, missing games a lot early on, so I, I'd like to see him back out on the floor. Maybe when Zion comes back, that 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 what I saw uh, in the preseason won't be a mirage, uh, maybe. But um, <laughs> uh, clearly, he's not going to win that award. But I would like to see him have success in uh, in New Orleans. He's oh. using his time to write some good uh, players' tribune articles, mm. though. Oh, well, five uh, players' tribune just got sold, didn't it? 
Wow. Yeah. He writes an article, they sell it. <laughs> well, no, I'm not putting it on Lonzo's ah, right. writing. You I'm should write saying. an article for Big Baller, Brad. <laughs> um, okay, my prediction that I'd love to have back, everything I said about the Chicago Bulls, absolutely everything, <laughs> specifically the dumbest probably prediction I've ever made, maybe saying Jim Boylan would win Coach of the Year, that's <laughs> got to be up there as one of the dumbest things I've said. I've been doing this a long, long time. Tass and I have been podcasting since 2006. We've done a lot of these, and that's up there. That was dumb. <laughs> I mean, I bought into the idea that the Bulls were going to be a bit of a, you know, a bit of a scrappy surprise team. I liked the idea of Thaddeus Young coming in there and Sadoransky. And look, all their young guys were injured last year. I'm like, oh, maybe they stay healthy. There's a squad here, and they're going to play hard for Boylan, and and you know the wins are going to be there. And then maybe he'll get a very weird sort of coach of the year. <laughs> um, that is not happening. I mean, at this point, it's more likely he'll be fired than win coach of the year. Though they usually go hand in hand, don't they? Yeah. Win coach of the year, then you get fired. Anyway, interesting little point there. But yeah, Bulls. I mean, the Bulls have just disappointed me. They're, they're five and ten as of, as of recording this. Yeah, they're dumb. <laughs> uh, but they're going to bounce back. We're going to be talking about them in December, or I suppose it might be January. Two months in, the Bulls are back. Biggest pleasant surprise of the second month of the season. They have gotten a little bit of bad luck with missing shots. They're not shooting very well from three, but... Okay. It is the Bulls, understandable. Yeah. They're also giving up a ton of three-pointers, so maybe Jim Boyland looks at the tape and decides, we got to change our scheme a little here. Let's not allow guys to shoot wide-open yeah, threes. Maybe. When that changes, the Bulls will start winning, and then the Boylan buzz <laughs> shall begin. <laughs> I can't wait. What, I mean, we, you and I, like, um, during one of our rides into the office, we were talking about, like, some of the guys on the Bulls and how, at times, like, disappointing they've looked, like, Zach Levine. I remember you were talking yep. talking up Levine in the preseason league a yep. lot. He is he is not impressed at all. Um, he's been quite frankly, I think, bad in a lot of the games I've caught. And Lowry Markkinen, I he every once in a while has an amazing game, and then he ha- he looks brutal at times too. Well, those are the two guys who were touted as potential first time All Stars as well yeah. this right? year, and they haven't shown up to begin. Levine, to me, is he's not going to be a number one guy ever. The hope for the Bulls is that he becomes DeMar DeRozan, where he's good enough to trade for somebody who's really, really good. That hasn't been the case so far. Markkinen has been banged up. They said he's had some core issues, but he just looks lost. And I came into the season liking a lot of the Bulls players, and we're a month in, and now I'm like, Kobe White and Wendell Carter are the only guys I care about on this team. We don't need anybody else. Just let them do everything. Well, Kobe's fun to watch. Kobe's been fun, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's basically had two good games, right? but they're great. Yeah. (laughs) Those two are great. Yeah. Crazy. All right, final one, guys. One month in, what's been the funniest moment? You can go anywhere, obviously, with this. I think it has to be Austin Rivers hitting his dad with a T mm-hmm. on the side. <laughs> it was just, he a, liked it, just eh? a great moment because I think you were putting yourself in Austin and you saw <laughs> you saw Dickie as Doc <laughs> hitting him with a T. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, the the best thing about it though, <laughs> what, was... what would Dickie do to earn a T? Oh, <laughs> I don't know your dad at all, but your yeah. dad in my head seems like the nicest man in the world. Is yes, that... yes, he is yeah, very I nice. Yeah. A... He coached he coached <laughs> all three of us. Us too, you know, he must have coached probably a couple of hundred he was games. He your coach, yeah. Oh, I yeah, don't yeah. He coached think all I of really us. realized, that. yeah, yeah. I mean, not not there in this is an career. Austin, this is an Austin Doc situation, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is a Lee Dickey, yeah. Well, I, I do remember one time with um, with there was a our hoop next door in the driveway where we used to play, and we were playing 21, yeah. And it was like uh, you know, two point from the free throw line and one point from everywhere else. 
And Dad was on like 11 and then he just hit like five in a row. And I said, you won. And <laughs> he was just like, Dad, just give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. And he knocked in 27 in a row. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I still remember it. I still remember it because he was just like, it was, it was automatic. And I was like, You're like, Man. my dad's Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> <laughs> I think my dad, Dickie, is Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> but it was great. He was like, he didn't care about 21. He was just like, I'm just, I'm on fire now. So, you know, we're just shooting. <laughs> call him coach or call him dad. No, nah, yeah. I, I, was, I was trying to think. Sorry, what would he do? I mean, I did jump in, I think, Tass's question. Did you answer that part? What would Dickie do to warrant? Oh, to, to, yeah. Yeah. Hmm, I don't know. No, maybe he's it's not. Nice. He's, he's too nice. nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he never used to scream. He did, he never liked us like back chatting to the referee or anything like that. Oh, no. you, know, you know, just play the game. And does your yeah. dad like golfing as much? Yes, Doc? He's, he's, he still Jeez. plays golf. Yeah, yeah he's a great Dickie's golfer. Doc. Doc is Dickie. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should start calling him Docky Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dad's middle name is Rivers. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's Richard Rivers. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> My mind, is, this is crazy, my mind is legit blown right now. Yeah. You're the Australian Rivers family. Us. <laughs> oh, man. Honestly, oh, wow. great joke. Great joke. <laughs> Two in a day. <laughs> Two in a day. Two great jokes. I'm back, man. Yeah, we put it up on the board. All right, uh, so yeah. you, you like that moment, though. Uh, it was very a, funny. A great moment because, it, you know, he didn't try to subtly do it, Austin Rivers. He did it right in front of Dad, and he yeah. was like... Oh, yeah. yeah, he kept going yeah. for, like, minutes, yeah. like, waving, call, hey, call me, Dad. And then the Instagram post talking about how Thanksgiving was yeah. going to be awkward. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Very funny And moment. then Doc jumping on Instagram. Yeah. Fans, oh, yeah, right. Doc Rivers has an Instagram account. Does Dickie have an Instagram account? Yes, he does. Oh, my God. Is he verified? (laughs) No, not verified. Zero posts. He just uses it so he can... uh, See the kids, see the grandkids. Yeah, 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 smart, smart. Ah, man, I love this. Okay, what's... uh, Can anyone beat that funny moment? The only thing that's even on par is it was uh, Deion Waiters getting suspended for overdosing on a weed gummy, a.k.a. freaking out on a weed gummy. (laughs) The difference is that we didn't see it. It was just the news, right? But being on Twitter uh, when everything was going down... A great time. That's uh, that's that's true. Do you think there, there's a the possibility of a D'Angelo Russell, Nick Young, uh, um, you know, someone recording it, him freaking out? Is it out there? Oh, wow. Somebody's got to have I it wonder. on their phone. There's no way they took a flight for you know. I mean, what's it? Is it an hour flight from Phoenix Shit. to LA? Somebody had their phone out at some that's point. That's what I'm saying. Like, I wonder. I wonder. Tass, what do you have? I don't have a, a ha ha funny moment, but uh, Ben Simmons hitting that three. It's just a you know it's a, it's a moment where we're cheering for a professional basketball player who's making twenty nine million next season, and in a few years in twenty twenty three twenty four he's making nearly thirty six million. He made a basket, <laughs> you know. I know, and the world erupted. We talked about it on Thursday's Daily Show in in pretty great detail. You can go listen to that, but you're not wrong. It, I think it is funny, it, but it's also weird, mm-hmm. like you're saying. Uh, my favorite moment, funniest moment um, from one month in. It's a two for one, I think. James Harden hitting himself in the face mm-hmm. with the ball, and then Josh Hart's reaction to mm-hmm. Harden popping himself That's in good. the face. That's a two for one. You got the actual funny incident where Harden just freaks out and the ball pops him in the beard in the face, and then Hart's a great memeable look. And then he didn't Josh Hart do it as well? Yes, like a he joke, did a he joke one, one as well? Yeah. Oh, you love to build a comedy pyramid. That's absolutely right. Let's hear from you guys. What's been the funniest moment, both on the basketball floor and here on the No Dunks podcast? There's a good question for and you. And in Bowmanville as well, J.D. Tell us what's been funny out in Bowmanville. Uh, not 
Not very much, Lee, to be honest. <laughs> Isn't uh, that just funny itself, that you're it in Bowmanville? Funny. Is Jeannie ever coming back? <laughs> Do you, Only time will tell. Do you just straight up live in uh, Canada now? Pretty much. Yeah. I literally haven't left the house. I haven't <laughs> exited the house since Sunday evening. No, come what? on. No, come on. Yeah, it's true. Four <laughs> days? Four days. Oh my God, JD, get outside! I know. Stay, stay Should in. go for a walk or something. Yeah. Are you working out in the house at all? Like, are you no, doing? No. JD, I've given up. <laughs> oh come on, Just man! Wearing my slippies, shuffling oh, around. Bleak. Nothing, nothing funny here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Funny. It's a depressing way to end this podcast. None of the good uh, comedy shows, comedy acts come through Bowmanville. You know what? I just, as I was uh, not listening to this show, I just saw. <laughs> How dare you? Just saw James Adomians at the comedy bar this weekend, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna venture out for that. Oh, uh, that'll cheer you up. <laughs> yeah, well, that will cheer you up, uh, man. Look, you know what, JD? I got a good feeling. I got a good feeling. I think you're gonna we're gonna get some good news soon. You're gonna be back somewhat soon. All right. All right. Just keep your, keep your head up. Keep your How are you going to get into the big city? Dad going to give you a lift? <laughs> uh, Dad, Dad's gone to Mexico. I'm on my own. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, You're going to throw a house party. Yeah. I'm taking the bus. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this is getting worse and worse. All right, guys. Check this out. We are going to host a live Q&A over at The Athletic tomorrow. That's Friday, November 22nd at 1 p.m. Eastern to discuss this one month in podcast, any other questions you have, uh, whether JD's still holding up by then, uh, we'll make sure to share that tweet, like the information, we'll tweet it across or, or put it up on all social media channels so you'll know where to go. We'll share that link, I should say. But you need to have an athletic subscription mm-hmm. to get in on this Q&A. So if you've been sort of like sitting on the fence a little bit about whether to dive in and get one, Maybe this will help encourage you. Uh, we obviously highly recommend it. Not only will you have access to our live Q&As, is something I, I hopefully it goes well and we do more of them in the future, but you will also get all of our podcasts ad-free, plus the best sports writing in the world. I think that's fair to say. I think it is the best sports writing you in the world. You can lock it in. Man, I could barely keep up. You, if some of you struggling to keep up with the podcast that we're releasing, I can't keep up with all the great athletic content. Just the NBA athletic content, let alone all the other sports that I don't even give a that I don't care about. <laughs> but I, can't, I can't keep up with the great NBA content. Um, but anyway, guys, you can get 40% off a new athletic subscription today. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. That tells them that we sent you. You get that 40% off. Everybody's happy. Everybody's a winner. But again, we'll share that to, uh, share that information. We'll be doing that live Q&A Friday, 1 p.m. We'll see you there, hopefully. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Luka Doncic is a shoe-free agent. It's a fun fact from the first month. Brace the day, people. You could stay.